Welcome to the Coffee with Kara podcast. I am so excited for today's coffee chat and I feel so honored that you're here to keep time out of your day to join me on this imaginary coffee date. So without any further ado, grab your favorite drink, maybe a snack, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm here with my friend Katie and we are going to start doing a monthly series that I'm super excited about. So I met Katie about a little over a year ago now at a sidewalk advocacy training to learn how to counsel women outside of Planned Parenthood. And so this is really fitting for what we are going to be talking about today. So um, we are going to start doing this like kind of pro-life book club thing. I guess. Is that how you would describe yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So each month we are going to be recommending a book that one of us or both of us have read. And then we're also going to be answering a common question about abortion or the pro-life movement um, that we commonly hear. If you have any specific questions you would like us to address in the episode, feel free to like message those into us somehow and we will be sure to answer them. So let's get started. All right, Katie, so what is our first book we're recommending? All right, so this is actually a book you can also find on live action, um, a pro-life organization's uh, website. We'll put the website. Can we yeah. put it in the show notes? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So this is uh, called Love Unleashes Life by Stephanie Gray. Um, it's abortion and the art of communicating truth. All right, so what is it about? So this is a really great starter book, I think, um, if you're just getting into um, helping out or advocating um, in the pro-life movement. Um, A lot of times we're faced with some challenging questions um, that challenge our beliefs or our stance, and this is a really good book to explain... um, uh, it's a really good book that shows uh, they give examples of um, common questions that people may have um, about life, um, about abortion, about the pro-life movement, and it does a really good job of explaining the rationale behind um, those responses. So it provides responses and it provides a rationale behind, basically uh, it gives you some answers and some um interesting passages to think about um but it also talks about how we should speak to women in need and in crisis Mm. um i think it's a really nice book because it will teach you how to speak lovingly so speak truth through love um and it also does a really good job of um teaching you the art of questioning um which is really important because sometimes we want to speak Um, But really, it's important to listen and also ask questions because Mm -hmm. that will make um, people who may not believe the same as you, it will make them have to justify their argument. And that's usually where a lot of people um, who are pro-choice, the argument begins to fall apart Mm -hmm. um, is when they have to rationalize their thoughts on abortion. I really like how they teach the whole speaking the truth and love thing because I feel like a lot of people's concerns about getting involved with the pro-life movement is like what the media portrays pro-life people to be, like where you're yelling at women or like telling them you're a baby murderer and all this stuff, which is the majority of the pro-lifers I've met do not 
do that sort of thing at all. Um, is that your experience as well, Katie, that most people want to speak lovingly? Yes. And, you know, I've heard even from a couple of people who I have never seen somebody um, personally. I know that there are people who hold graphic pictures and um, who may not speak lovingly to women um, who are at the abortion clinics, but I personally have not experienced um, people doing that. But um, I have heard from sidewalk counselors that you know sometimes it can be hard um sometimes you know you may not say the perfect thing um but it's it's a work in progress it's something you should always strive to do Mm -hmm. and it's something you should always work on because I think at the end of the day we have to remember that these people these women are in crisis um they're scared they're hurting and they're being misled Mm -hmm. so it's always important to remember all right, so the book title again is Love Unleashes Life by Stephanie Gray, and you can find that at the liveaction.org. Is it also on Amazon or just online? Yes, okay. so it's on Amazon, which is super great if you have Prime, and <laughs> it is, um, it's on the live action. They have a page with pro-life books, oh, and yeah. I think it's actually on their store. Cool. I think so. Um, I'll have to double check that, but, uh, I think it is. So, um, yeah, this one has been recommended by a lot of pro-life, um, advocacy groups. Um, and it really is great. It's short. It's only, how long is this? It's only like 123 pages. Yeah, it's really thin. We have like a stack of books here on the table. <laughs> and we were discussing which one to talk about today. And we decided to go with this one because it's like a good starting point. But also because it is so short. So if you just want to like dip your toes into the pro-life movement. Or even if you like don't know what you think about like pro-life, pro-choice, or where you stand. This could be a really good book for you to like kind of think through those questions and see I personally have not read it yet but I am going to go order it now (laughs) and add it to my stack of pro-life books like on my to read list but it is super short and um kind of like at it real quick yeah um because I saw you like flipping through like there's I don't know what it is about books that have like different colored block text and stuff like this it makes it really easy it makes it easy to read like it has big font it's like um like the different colored background paper at certain points when things are important or you share stories like the spacing of paragraphs appealing. <laughs> like I'm like kind of a book snob with this but I like seriously if there's a book that doesn't look easy to read I'll be like mm-hmm. less likely to read it you know like the Margaret Singer one that you had like looking at that one like it seems there's no paragraph spacing hardly at all Mm-mm. It's like a it's magazine. Definitely. Newspaper yeah. Thing. Which we'll get definitely. to that one later though. So our question for today about the pro-life, pro-choice debate, I guess, is when does life begin? Right? We're going to start with the basics with our book we're recommending, starting with the basics with the pro-life, what would you call it? Pro-life stance, pro-life beliefs is when does yeah. life begin? Yeah. And, um, Recently, I read an article on Live Action's website, actually, like, I think it was their news one, about a girl who had interviewed Planned Parenthood because for, like, some class she was taking, she had to write a paper about the differences between pro-life people and pro-choice people. And so, uh, in this Live Action article, they were, like, kind of saying what Planned Parenthood had responded to her with, and they said that, you know, like, a lot of the anti-abortion people would say that life begins at conception, but that's not true because all the like super knowledgeable scientists all agree that it begins at 
um, when the fertilized egg is implanted in the womb and stuff. And so anyway, so live action of this article, and I'll link it in the show notes as well. They were saying that like actually, what is it? You had this stat, like 95% yeah. um, biologists and scientists and stuff believe that it does begin at conception. Yeah, according to a University of Chicago study done by Stephen Andrew Jacobs um, in the Department of Comparative Human Development, um, they did a study with a sample size of, I believe it is 5,502 biologists from 1,058 academic institutions. And they assessed the statements representing the biological view, um, a human's life begins at fertilization. Um, And they found that 95% of all biologists affirm the biological view that a human's life begins at fertilization. So that's that's pretty astounding. Um, I myself actually have a degree in biology, and I was telling Kara that um, that's something I learned... um, And I would say it is not shocking to me that the majority of biologists believe that life begins at fertilization. Um, That's something um, that's like one of the first things you learn. So um, there was also another study though, I'm looking at uh, Princeton University as well. Um, And they also affirm that life begins um, when uh, sperm and egg meet and um, the sperm fertilizes the egg, so at fertilization. So this is really important because in the debate, um, you know, a lot of people want to claim that that the preborn are not actually living uh, human lives, but Mm -hmm. science tells us that that's just not true, that indeed that these babies are a human life from the moment of conception. Yeah, it's not whenever they are born, it's not whenever they take their first breath or anything like that, or even from the heartbeat. It's like the second this sperm and egg unite, that is when life begins. And really that's the most consistent view too, because if you say it's not until they're able to live outside the womb, like with scientific advancements happening now like that, timeline is getting pushed further 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 up and like preemies are able to like survive from earlier and earlier and earlier dates and so you can't even say that because like what makes what's the earliest um i think 21 a 21 hold on 21 week 21 week baby that was born and like surviving why is that a life, but a 21-week baby that's still in the mother's womb is not? That's just not a consistent Yes, view. 21 weeks. It's the earliest. Um, let me see. Um, so cute. 21 weeks, the most premature surviving baby around 20. So it's around 21 weeks. Um, so, you know. But let's just say in like 20 years from now, it's not going to be earlier than that because there's more scientific advancement. So really we can't make that argument that it's just whenever they're able to survive outside the womb because is when they're alive because that date could get pushed further, further up. And that's not a good standard to base your belief system on. And what's interesting to think about is 21 weeks if a baby can survive. And while it's not the norm, it is possible. Um... What's interesting is um, that's in the second trimester. So that shocks a lot of people um, sometimes in that a baby actually is viable outside the womb in the second trimester. So um, if, if that is the standard for someone's argument, then you obviously can't be in support of something like third trimester abortion or late-term abortion. Mm-hmm. But going back to the... Um, 
question of when life begins that's so important because if you believe that human rights should be for all human lives and a human life begins at fertilization then that means that life should be protected the moment a human life comes into the world um and that you know essentially they're just at an earlier stage of development um so they're just more dependent at that age but um it doesn't mean they're not worth protecting. Mm-hmm. And I love what the the Love Unleashes Life book said that you um, referenced actually. Yes. Okay. You can read it. Um, yeah. So they have a really cool paragraph. We'll just give you a sneak peek. Mm-hmm. But um, in regards to this question where people often claim that they don't know when life begins, the book argues that people actually do. And they write this, um, the author writes this. So Stephanie Gray writes, isn't it interesting that when someone wants an abortion, they claim to not know when life begins, but when someone wants a baby, they know precisely when life begins. And they go on to um, talk about reproductive technology um, with IVF. And the whole goal of IVF is to achieve fertilization. That means that they have a life that they can then put into the mother. And so the entire IVF industry is literally based off of the idea that a baby becomes a baby at fertilization. Mm-hmm. And what does IVF stand for in case someone In vitro know? fertilization. Yes. Okay, so, so that is the answer to when does life begin in a nutshell. <laughs> of course, we could go into this way more in depth, but we want to be respectful of your time. And our book for this month is Love Unleashes Life by Stephanie Gray. We will be back next month with another recommendation for you. Bye! Bye!